those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. What's up, Locksmiths? It's your boy, Spaz, Parlay Prince of the South, coming to you live, 11.30 a.m., May 13th. It is just me, no Whipple today. Wanted to kick off this episode by saying I've been out for 30 hours because I'm a fucking generate. Also, I wanted to say we have a Patreon, and if we get enough viewers, we will release the first episode titled How I Lost a Quarter Million Dollars at the Age of 24. The Patreon link will be in the description. I got a lot to talk about today. Uh, I'm going to just start off with Bucks Cowboys. That is the season opener of the NFL. Currently, the cheapest tickets are going for about fifteen hundred, and it's funny because the Bucks Patriots tickets are also going for fifteen hundred. That's week four. A lot of NFL action going on lately. We got a lot of crazy revenge games we're going to see this year. Week seven, we have the Lions and Rams. Mark down your calendar. Week four, we got Bengals, Jags, Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. Going to be a great one. My favorite is week seven, Texans, Cardinals. It's going to be a revenge game for the boys, J.J. Watt and Hopkins. But as far as uh, Tom Brady goes, I know I'm all over the place already, but Tom Brady is very close to breaking Drew Brees' record for the all-time passing yards. He needs 1,100 more. If he averages 289 yards a game, he will break that by week four when he plays New England, his old team. That would be very weird to see Tom Brady break the record against his old team. And, uh, you know, the Monday Night Football games, man, there's a lot of interesting ones this year. C- kind of funny to me how – Every team does not play on a Monday night football. Some teams have like three, four games. Like the Saints, they have a couple games. The Seahawks have a couple games on Monday night football. The best one's the first one. That's Raiders-Vegas. Excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Ravens, Monday the 13th. I don't know if you guys saw the Green Bay Packers drama. It's absolutely fucking idiotic. They signed Blake Bortles, who, by the way, he has the same amount of playoff wins as Aaron Rodgers since 2017. They both have two. But, I mean, if you're the Packers, are you just giving up at this point? You're clearly not trying to make the guy happy. Aaron Rodgers is one of those once-in-a-generation talents who you just cannot let go. I can't believe this is happening. Quarterback controversy all over. And, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. I hate Dak. I hate the Cowboys. But I just want to give a quick shout-out to Dak Prescott. He is now the fourth highest-paid athlete on Forbes International list. Shout-out to Dak for getting your bag. You guys know that I think the Cowboys are going to suffer because they won't be able to pay any other weapons now that they're paying Dak, Amari, and Zeke. It is what it is. R.I.P. Tariq Cohen's brother. He got electrocuted. Some people say he was listening to this podcast and just hated it so much he put a toaster in his bathtub while he was, you know, bathing and killed himself. So I'm sorry to the Cohen family if I am part of the reason your brother did pass away. I know this podcast is the worst of all time, which keep in mind, you know, this podcast is so terrible. I don't expect anyone to sign up for Patreon. 
but it'd be dope if you guys did. Also, we got about 30 to 40 calls. You guys have been crushing it with these questions and calls. We're going to answer more when Whipple comes back for the next episode. I promise you guys I'm going to be more consistent. Also, we got some uh, Twitter questions. We had a lot of Twitter DMs this weekend. It's going to be a Patreon episode where we answer all the Twitter questions. We had one guy ask, how much is the most you've ever lost on a single bet uh, as far as sports? I'm not going to give the exact situation because it's going to be a Patreon episode, but I lost $3,500 a couple years ago. As far as the NFL goes, I also want to talk about Zach Wilson. I know my boy Whipple broke it down how this guy just spoiled his uncle's the JetBlue CEO. This guy comes for money, but no surprise here. His mom is a big Trump supporter, and she's all over social media blasting this MAGA stuff, MAGA that. And look, man, you're entitled to your own opinion. But I just think if my son is an NFL quarterback, especially with the New York media market, and he's a rookie, I'm staying off social media. I don't know what the problem is with all of these social media moms, like Patrick Mahomes' mom, uh, Draymond Green's mom, these women who just cannot stay off social media. They didn't do shit in their life. All they did was make a son who's a professional athlete, which you've had very little to do with him getting to the point where he is whether you like it or not, that's the harsh truth. And if you're going to fuck up your kid's bag or image or just draw him more negative attention, why would you do that? Stay the fuck off social media. Social media is a drug. It's got this generation and obviously now the older generations in a grip of despair and social media is cancer. I know I'm a hypocrite. I'm saying this on a platform that's going to go to several social medias, but that's all the NFL talk I got. I know. Fuck it. You know, Chad Ochocinco, I'm going to call you out right now, man. Are you fucking broke? I ain't trying to count anyone's pockets because I'm broke myself. But, dude, ever since that Masvidal fight where you lost, I don't even know how much, a quarter million, whatever it was, you've been posting every single day for Bleacher Report, all these sponsors. I don't know if he's down bad or if he's just a marketing genius. But speaking of marketing geniuses, Floyd Mayweather – I got to address the situation. I'm talking about the Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather situation where the Jake Paul YouTube kid snatched Floyd's hat. And, you know, of course, there's cameras all around, capture the whole thing, and the Paul brothers made a joke about it. Anyone who does not think this is staged, go ahead, go down to your local gun store, buy a fucking shotgun. If you live in a state like Florida where you can get it the same day, sign that paperwork, get the shotgun immediately put it in your mouth and fucking blow your brains out because this was clearly staged. Floyd Mayweather is a marketing genius. Everyone knows that everything he does before the fights is just to hype it up to sell more. He's trying to get a 20 to $50 million payday with the McGregor thing. At the time, most people knew it, but you know, the public was still thinking him and McGregor were beefing. It came out several weeks after the McGregor Floyd fight that they were on the same private plane, getting drinks, being all buddy, buddy, concocting an idea how to sell more tickets so that Floyd Jake Paul thing don't fucking buy the hype it's all it's all stage it's all for marketing I obviously know Floyd's gonna kill this kid by a million I fucking hate that Paul kid both of them man they're fucking YouTubers they should not be fighting they do not respect the sport cannot wait to see Floyd Mayweather pummel these fucking guys and he's saying he wants to fight both of them the same night I've obviously never paid for pay-per-view. I don't pay for that. I'm just like the 99% of Americans who illegally stream that shit. 
Shout out all the people who stream fights illegally. Fuck paying for it. But I might have to pay for this Floyd fight because I hate this YouTuber kid. Floyd's a goat, never lost. I want to see him fuck this kid up. He's got to because this kid's making an embarrassment of the fucking sport. And that shit should not be tolerated ever. And I mean, it's hard to repeat his greatness, never lost. Just like why I don't think Tom Brady will repeat a Super Bowl. You know, it's hard to win two in a row with NFL. And speaking of, you know, being hard to repeat, I don't think the Lakers are going to do it. I'm calling it now. I don't think this Lakers team makes the finals. They don't have any chemistry. They're not playing well together. You know, say what you want about the Nets. Kyrie, Katie, Harden, they haven't really played together. They played together for, what, six, seven games this year. And practice is different, you know, it doesn't count, but you need those times where you can play together and build that chemistry. But I think with the three superstars on the Nets, they have the luxury of at least they're healthy enough to practice together and they're just so great of talents where they can feed off each other. Whereas the Lakers, you got a bunch of bums, let's just say it. It's AD and LeBron and a bunch of bums. Kuzma missed a clutch shot to lose to the Blazers the other night. I lost a fuck ton on that. And uh, it just goes to show, man, like, you got to be more fucking clutch. You can't have Kyle Kuzma as your go-to guy. Obviously, you know, he normally would not be if LeBron or AD was healthy, but that can't be your third option. Taylor Horton Tucker, I love the guy. He's a young stud. He's got a lot of work to do. He's going to be a force to reckon with. But he's still so young. He doesn't have all that game that you need to. You need experienced vets when you go to the playoffs. Yes, LeBron makes everyone better, but these guys are not in a position to win. KCP's been on the decline all year. Andre Drummond, who I was a guy who praised. I'm guilty of it. I was on the podcast hyping this guy up. I've been saying, you know, the Nets should have signed him. But it just seems like Andre Drummond is just not the same. He's old. He's very sloppy. It seems like he focuses too much on his rap career. And you need to be focusing on the playoffs when it matters especially now, and Andre Drummond just has not been looking like a go-to guy. It looks like Marcus Saul is a better center at this point than Drummond. And obviously any night you can have AD playing center, but why the hell are you picking up Drummond? If he's coming off the bench and leading that second team as a center, I get it, but he's just not it. I think they're going to have a lot of adversity they have to face when it comes to the playoffs. If the season ended right now, the Lakers will be playing the Warriors in the playoff game. And if you're the Lakers, you don't want that matchup. Seth's been hot. It's been Chef Curry all month. Been averaging like damn near 43, 45 since April 8th. You don't want to face Steph Curry for LeBron, LeBron and the Lakers, especially if you're a injured LeBron and the Lakers. And load management, that's all fine and dandy. But when you're rough and you can't play up to your potential because you've been sitting on the bench, that comes to hurt you. And let alone, we're not even talking about how the Suns have had the most insane year because the winner of the Lakers-Warriors game is going to have to play the Suns if the season were to end today. You don't want to play that Suns team. CP3 is that vet that's been leading his team all year. He has his boys right. DeAndre Aiden's looking better than Andre Drummond. And you certainly don't want to play the Jazz, who's right now the one seed. I mean, we still have a couple games left. The seeding is going to matter this year because of that play-in game, but this is also one of those years where you could see a 
seven upset of two and eight upset of one, and you wouldn't really be surprised. Now, as far as the East goes, that's not going to happen. Sixers ain't losing the Pacers or Wizards. Nets aren't losing the Celtics or Hornets. But if you saw a Warriors or Lakers team upset a Jazz or Suns team, you can't really say you're surprised. Obviously, the West is extremely deep, and I don't think an AC could win it all. But don't be surprised if Steph gets hot and forces a Western Conference Finals against a team like the Jazz or the even the Clippers. You know, we're still sleeping on the Clippers just because how deep the West is. A lot of interesting stuff going on in the NBA. As far as the biggest upset potential, I think it goes to that seven seed over the two because Suns or Jazz, it doesn't matter. Assuming the Warriors or Lakers play them, the, those are two teams that have the experience, that have the recent championships, have the stars. They could knock out those guys. So that's my biggest upset potential. I got another one. Assuming the season ended today, it would be the Knicks versus Bucks. Knicks being a six seed, Bucks being a three seed. I think the Knicks could beat this Bucks team. And I'm not high on the Knicks. I'm not one of these guys who just follows the storyline of a I, iconic franchise. But this Knicks team is really finding their way. Julius Randle has been got obviously got an all-star this year. Been playing lights out. Been playing MVP for him. D. Rose getting 20, 25 off the bench damn near every single night. These guys are a problem. R.J. Barrett finding his role. Stepping up. Aging. Growing. I think Tom Thibodeau really got these Knicks team figured out. I was critical of Tom Thibodeau. I think he's got to win coach of the year. I mean, obviously the Knicks, no one saw them even making the playoffs. Julius Randle being the man he's going to be. Shout out to the Knicks. I think the MVP obviously goes to Jokic. I would like to see my boy Embiid win it, but it's just kind of hard not to give it to Jokic, especially since Jamal Murray went down. Once Jamal Murray went down, it was pretty much solidified. The way Jokic played, playing lights out, leading that team that he was going to win MVP. Right now, Nuggets are a four seed, could potentially be the three seed. As far as the rookie of the year goes, it's Anthony Edwards versus LaMelo. The media loves LaMelo Ball. They love riding its dick. All these casual fans love LaMelo Ball. If it's up to me, I'm giving it to Anthony Edwards, and that boy has deserved it. Excuse me, that young man has deserved it. He's a dog. A team like the Timberwolves, you don't expect to be great. You don't expect to be good. You don't expect to be winning. He's been dropping 20, 25 a night as a rookie, leading his team to tough wins. Wolves have a matchup tonight against the Nuggets. Nuggets are a four-and-a-half spread. I'm taking the Nuggets. Wouldn't be surprised if the Timberwolves win that game. And as far as baseball goes, you guys know it's my least favorite sport. But I got to talk about it because I went to those three Phillies games. The Phillies got a bump for my birthday. Since my birthday, Phillies are 7-2 and two since I won that game. So you can't tell me that going to your favorite team for the first game of the year doesn't give that team a bump. It seems like it's just that lucky magic that some fans have, some don't. But I love NRFIs, no run first inning bets, been a lot of those crushing. Those are just the easiest. If you want free money, don't even do your research on lefty versus righty baseball bats. All this bullshit. This is what you do. You want an NRFI lock. You look at the two pitchers ERA. If that over-under is at seven and a half, even six and a half, put your life savings every day on NRFI for that game. As far as the Dodgers woes go, the Dodgers record as of April 17th was 13-2. and two. Best team in baseball. 
people are riding their dick. They're projected only have 19 losses. Well, now, fast forward, not even a month. It's May 13. They are 20 and 17. They've went 7 and 15 the last 30 days. Absolutely disgraceful. Dodgers, man, get that shit together. I hate the Dodgers. I hope they crash and burn. I would like to see the Padres win that division. But it's just funny to see a team start out so hot and then just lose it. I don't know what the deal is with that. I don't know if it's a management thing. A funny thing I saw about baseball is Tony La Russa last week. He had his team who he manages White Sox, I believe. And you know, he had that fucking DUI side note. So this guy should this guy's like damn near 80 with hella DUIs, has no position to be coaching baseball. But the funny thing I found was he went to extra innings. He didn't know the extra inning rule, dude. He didn't know a runner started on second. He didn't understand that. I don't understand how you can be a GM or coach whatever of a professional baseball league and you don't know the rule 40 games damn near into the season. I just don't understand how you could do that. I know it's a new rule. It's one thing if you're a fan, you're a fucking GM, dude. Figure it out. I can't believe that, but as far as my Matt LaFleur of the week, for any new listeners, it's like the jackass of the week. We named it after Matt LaFleur after the playoff debacle he had this year. I got a couple, but I'll just save one. I'll just uh, – my number one Matt LaFleur of the week, I will say, is Tim Tebow, or more importantly, Urban Meyer. Man, you can't be bringing this bum-ass Tim Tebow back, especially as a tight end. He's been out of shape. There's no way. I don't care if he's working out. He hasn't played this morning forever. He's so craving of attention from the media. He'll go to play AAA. He'll go on TV and pander. I'm all for you being a Jesus guy and doing all that, but, dude, you're a has-been, Tim Tebow. You are a fucking bum. You were decent in college. You were overrated, but decent at best. I'm going to fucking say it. You're a bum, dude. You got no business being tied in. It sucks that a guy like him gets an opportunity just because of politics and Urban Myers and who you know, not what you know. And then I'm sure there's a tight end that didn't get drafted that's super hungry that would have more potential. But that's it. It's your boy Spaz Parlay, Prince of the South. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Patreon. You guys should know it by now. If not, I will leave the links in the script, the description. Shout out to the listener of the week, Keenan Bloss from Guam. I love seeing you international listeners. We have 14 countries right now looking to gain more. Tweet at us if you want. Show us love. Don't. Also, I'm going to leave the hotline number in the description. You can tweet at us at the at Bad Beats Podcast or at Lock in Bets on Twitter. Links in the description. I appreciate you boys. Stay safe. Stay gambling. Peace out.